0: Welcome to Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and this is the show where we talk offensive and defensive business strategies with some of the most successful and insightful small business leaders. So if you're looking for great conversation and new ways to grow and protect your company, you're in the right place. There's no such thing as a small business. Every business is monumental for the people who lead and depend on it. At M3 Elevate, we have hundreds of policies, but only one mindset, fuel your growth. Chase Inda is a partner with Baker Tilly and has been with the firm since 2006. He's a member of the firm's Construction and Real Estate Services Group. Prior to joining Bakatili, Chase worked for an international accounting firm where he specialized in partnership taxation. Baker Tilly is a top 10 advisory tax and assurance firm dedicated to building long-lasting relationships with their clients, communities, and teammates. The firm was born in 1931 in Waterloo, Wisconsin, at the height of the Great Depression. Ed Virchow started the business by providing audits to the Midwestern canning companies that helped feed our nation. Since then, they've combined with more than 40 different firms, growing their presence coast to coast and internationally. They've grown from a local, to a regional, to a global firm, all the while maintaining their culture of passion, innovation, and collaboration. So tell us all about your role at Baker Tilly. Sure,
1: sure. Thanks, Matt. Um, so I'm a partner. I'm a tax partner here at Baker Tilly. Um, I specifically practice in the, as you mentioned, the construction and real estate space. And I've been uh, with Baker Tilly for probably 20 plus years at this point and in the industry, probably 25 years. Um, So my role here is to, you know, fearlessly uh, manage and minimize our clients tax positions um, and then doing so with, you know, tax strategy, which, you know, as you know, as we all know about the world today, if if you don't have a strategy, things are going to go awry. I mean, there's all kinds of bumps, challenges along the way, even with the strategy. So you know, developing strategies with our
0: clients, having a focus point of, of, of attack is, is how we go to business. So one of the things that grabbed me the most when I was researching about you and your organization was sort of the, um, the phrase now for tomorrow. Uh, and I love that sort of methodology. So can you tell us a little bit more about how Bakatilli developed the philosophy and what it means for you and your clients?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like a lot of organizations, we're always um, trying to make sure that our brand matches our passion, right? And so this is this statement is, is somewhat new probably in the last three or four or five years. I lose track of time these days with COVID. but um, you know that that statement specifically is our promise to guide our clients through the ever changing business world. you know and I, I kind of break it down into two two parts. the now comment for tomorrow, the now being you have to have your foundation set. Clients have to understand who they are, what's their identity, what's their policies, what's, you know, how are, what are their procedures? And and you really have to, you know, document that and understand that so that you can clearly identify what you want to change. You know, so, so many times we work with new clients that you're trying to figure out where they're going, but you just don't know where they are. Right. And so I think the now for tomorrow really embodies the fact that now make sure your foundation is set you know, in the current and be ready to change. I mean, we are in a world that, uh, you know, even in the tax code world and, and even more so for our business owners, change is immediate, you know. So tomorrow is really the night, right narrative. I mean, I think there was a time in business, you know, maybe 10 years ago and certainly in the tax code where you've had opportunities to comment, to reflect, to think, to plan for changes. Um, all of that is an immediate uh, concern today. And so I think the now, you know, build your foundation, make sure you've identified who you are and be ready for tomorrow because, you know, the unexpected will be here.
0: Yeah, and and, and I love that philosophy, Chase, as we think about sort of the audience for our podcast, for the most part being sort of small and growing business owners uh, across Wisconsin and and maybe the Midwest. uh, I think everybody is going to come at this conversation from just a little bit of a different perspective, right? We might have some people that are... uh, you know, really small LLCs, and they're still filing their taxes on their own. We may have you know larger accounts that are uh, in the business of being in partnership with an advisor around this. But I think what we want to draw out, and you'll see as it come up comes out through our conversation, um, I think just this idea of uh, again going back to that now for tomorrow, have that good strategy, understand who you are. So that you can be ready for the ever-changing world. So let's keep diving in, Jace. So you know at M three Elevate, we're built on the principle that we want to help our clients play both offense, i.e., growth, um, and defense, protection, with their businesses. So in learning more about you and Bakatili, can you describe and, and maybe share a story if you have one of how you and the team at Bakatili help your clients grow and play offense?
1: Absolutely, um, and that's really where our passion is, right? I mean, like. You know, when you think about tax and accounting, sometimes you think about after the fact, right? Like, so, hey, we're going to give you all our numbers and you put on a piece of paper what we did last year. It's certainly important and valuable and kind of foundational stuff, but our passion lies is, is in the tomorrow, right? And so um, when you talk about offense and strategies, um, again, building off of the foundation, you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of the opportunity out there i mean they in the tax world it's nonstop. um you know as far as what kind of accelerated deductions you can get what kind of credits you can take what kind of um grants are available and so what we do here at baker tilly is we go to the market by industry as it as m3 does as well as and, and the reason being that um you know in my previous life uh really smart great people and we would always have you know discussions about the client said that they had this set of facts and so we give them this framework of like okay here's the facts you gave us here's the framework you got to stay inside of that framework whereas now I I feel like the strategies that we develop with our clients here is we really in the industry try to to understand what their business purpose or your goal is so tell us where you're trying to get to tell us what you're trying to accomplish and then let us build framework that's allowable and acceptable through what you're trying to accomplish so I, I really think the value that you can get with your clients is l- listen to the business purpose first and then apply the parameters and the guidance that allows that, you know, you don't certainly have to change maybe the goals and maybe some of the the elements that you get you there. But, um, you know, you never want to go to your advisor and tell them, like, have them tell you what you can't do, right? You want to tell them what you want to do and have them, them help you get there. Um, but there's There's just so much information and opportunities in the world. like a good advan- uh, example of a client experience that we've had, and we've had this multiple times over as um, we build, we work with clients who build buildings and develop real estate. And all these geographies have different attributes, different credits and different grants. And so um, we have like uh, just to give you an example, we have a new market tax credit branch, right? And so this is a program that brings in kind of free equity. Into people's development, so we've worked with clients that we've brought on recently that have been doing development and construction for years and really didn't understand this program, and we were able to apply that special program to their product and get them twenty percent free equity. Right? Opportunity zones. There's just nonstop lingo out there about what uh, might be available, and so small businesses, whether you're just starting out as an early developer, you know these these are the people that are. Nearest and dearest to me, but, you know, a developer, construction or contractor working with a partner that really understands the outcome, how how money is supposed to work with you, what money is available for you at at that's less expensive. I mean, those are all the types of things you want to look for in your partnership with your with your CPA firm. Right. And it, and it might not be Baker Telly. It could it could be anybody, but you really want to get to somebody who's working with with your niche then they have experience specifically with what you're doing so that when they come to you and you, they bring you, you know, their their accounting for, for the year, that not only are you getting good compliance work, which a lot of us do, but you're getting that for tomorrow piece. What can you do different? How can you do it more efficiently? How can you pay less tax? How can your investors uh, get better benefits or credits? And so, you know, Matt, I think the world is just complicated, you know, and by not vetting your advisors, you're doing yourself a disservice. Find someone who matches what you're
0: doing. In thinking about that growth in play and playing offense, every business owner or business leader obviously also has to protect their business and play defense as well, especially in your space, right, where uh, the IRS exists and, and there are penalties for not, for not doing that. But when we say uh, sort of protecting your business or, or playing defense, what comes to mind and, and how do you Think about that at Baker Tilly.
1: Yeah, so, so a real current one, and that's spreads pretty um, across industry, is the ERC credit. So there's been this employee retention credit. This, you know, there was PPP before that, right? And so there's been these programs of just very meaningful dollars uh, exchanging between the government and taxpayers. And I think you know what we did here at Baker Tilly in, in both instances is that we created impact implementation teams that came in, you know, that had people across the country that were very focused on the, you know, these rules were not always well known or defined at PPP was a little bit of wild west. Um, and what we did is we organized nationally to make sure that our clients were getting the most appropriately aggressive information and positions that they could take. Um, and having, having the, you know, kind of the, the power of Baker Tilly behind you and having multiple people to do that was really impressive. And I think we got to some great answers and then ERC is the same thing. So there's this credit available. And when you talk about protection, you know, sometimes you got to be careful of the opportunities that are presented to you, you know? And so ERC is one of those where again, great opportunity, a lot of people hitting up every employer And, and in a lot of cases it all works and they should apply. But in some cases, um, you know, some of the things they're being fed about how they are eligible and how that works really needs to be vetted with your advisor, right? And that's why it's so important to, and we have specialty things that our clients do all the time that maybe Baker Tilly doesn't do for them, you know, uh, because we don't have that skill set. but you still need to vet it with the person who knows your business so that they can protect you against, oh yeah, you got a million dollars back from this ERC credit, but you weren't eligible for it. So three years from now, you got to pay back interest and penalties on a million bucks which you haven't, you know, necessarily kept for that occasion. And so s- sometimes protection also means vetting opportunities and making sure the situation is correct. But in in the historical sense of of protecting asset protection, um that is an area that we spend a lot of energy on with our clients because you know, we spend we spend most of our time making, you know, creating the wealth and the assets and we don't always think as much as we should about the protection. And the protection, obviously, is critical uh, to, every, uh, to all the energy that you've put in to make it. So um, we have estate planning groups and things like that. I mean, we work with attorneys. We work with our clients, kind of, you know, board of directors, which is their insurance, their attorneys, their accountants, and make sure that just simple things. I mean, it's, you know, if you have rolling stock, right, if you have a company with a whole bunch of vehicles on the road, I mean, how much more liability could you have than that? It's, it's a ton. So do you really want to keep your money market account with $2 bucks sitting in the same entity? Probably not, right? And so, so always constantly looking at that and making sure they're structured correctly so that their daily operations feed into a structure that is inherently asset protected, right? And then that's just kind of the operation side. And then there's a lot of different areas to do that, where the employees are, where the vehicles are, where your most risk are, what other assets are commingled with them. But then there's once they get outside of the company, which in a lot of cases you want them outside of the company because the company is more, you know, risky than anything else we do. Um, But then what happens? You know, what happens when your child's getting married and you've given them some wealth and they wind up with a spouse that doesn't work out? Do they get half of your, you know, wealth and that wasn't intended? And, um, and, And all of those things need to be thought about sooner than later. Once that unintended accident with the vehicle happens or the divorce happens, There's not a lot of things you can do to retroactively fit those. So your asset protection strategies prior to those events events is critical. You know, and again, this is about knowing who you are, identifying what you want to have happen. What are your goals? What are your family goals? And these all mix into your providers, right? And so we do a lot of estate and trust work. um, You know, getting a lot of our assets out of you know creditors, right? So if your company goes bankruptcy for some unknown factor make sure your assets are protected. If your child gets divorced, make sure they're protected from the creditor that's coming after that. Um, and I, I tell you, Matt, when when you see these structures work, when the unfortunate does happen, but then these structures hold and protect these assets, you just don't feel any better. I mean, that's the best yeah. you can have as a provider.
0: Yeah, it's it's so good, Chase, because two things that sort of jump out to me. One, it's so that everybody has a plan until we get punched in the face. Right. <laughs> And 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 we certainly hope that for all of our audience listening that those things won't happen. But but we know they will, right? Just by law of averages. And and so how protected are you when those things happen? And how flexible is your response uh, able to be because you're prepared and and ready to to do that? And then second, I loved your point about sort of a, a great defense is predicated on sort of the depth of knowledge of. Uh, your partnerships and your relationships, right? So we talked about that in the sort of play an offense phase, but it's all connected. Um, in terms of the better relationship you have with your firm, the better able your partners are to help you play that defense either proactively or when you get punched in the face by one of the events that, that you talked about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I would tell you, I mean, I have stories even from your firm about how my clients have saved, you know, hey, the policy that we had in place that's not Overly common, saved our business, right? Because of a flood that they never would have thought would have happened in Madison, Wisconsin, or, you know, and so it's just critical to having people in that industry who are strategic, not just, you know, there for the annual check in.
0: Yeah, I love that. So when we've referred to this a number of times already, sort of under that now for tomorrow, and just the complete uncertainty of tomorrow is never truer than probably in today's sort of day and age, but. You know, I, I think it's a true statement that uh, maybe for everything in general, but but certainly, you know, tax and accounting is that things are infinitely more complicated today than maybe they ever have been before. So, can, I'm hopeful as as we sort of turn the corner towards the end of our conversation, Chase, that you can maybe get really practical for our small and growing business audience on maybe just a few things that if you were in their shoes, that they should be thinking about as it relates to their tax work, their accounting work. Um, in 2023 that is going to help them do that sort of growth and in, in protection that we that we talked about? Absolutely, Matt. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, the, the first thing that the, the now part of it is make sure the structure you have in place is the most tax efficient. You're saving, you're minimizing payroll taxes, you're maximizing some of these other deductions that are out there, like these QBI deductions, and you're paying attention to the fact that corporate rates, C rates are 21% and the other rates are so so. An analysis of your current structure is critical, all anticipating that strategic issue that in the tax world, we know the Trump tax laws are going to sunset in 2026, and we'll be back to a whole nother set of rules, right? So evaluating your situation, making sure you're not knee-jerk reaction, but really maximizing your current position and paying the least amount of taxes that you can is, is the starting point for any client analysis, right? So now you have the now. And then for the for the tomorrow, I think it's really about, you know, when we used to do tax planning, we would do it for a year or two, right? So how is this year going to finish up? What can we do at the end of this year? How do we want to manage the timing of deductions, the timing of income? And then how do we want to look at that going into next year? In today's world, Matt, you you should be doing a five-year projection. There have been so many changes to what's happened in the tax world as far as timing, right? And what I mean by that is that there used to be a situation in which Hey, you could have in real estate, it's really common to have you know new buildings and the large depreciations. you know everyone's heard about the Trump tax returns where I don't think he did anything wrong he just in real estate, right? good for him. And so you know you have these super large deductions. and in the past, you know you could maybe sell a building in one year and then the next year you have all these losses and you could carry back the losses, right? Well, now new tax rules don't allow that, right? Same thing in, in and maybe a more common situation is if you have a stock, maybe you have some crypto that you're going to sell and you have a million dollar gain of crypto in 2023 and then in 2024, you're going to get out of a position that just, it just didn't change and you have a million dollar loss, right? Well, guess what? Those don't mix, right? So the timing of when you recognize that income to the potential timing of when you could have taken that loss are critical. And so, and more than ever, because the tax rules like what have it changed on us once again that really push things forward and not allowing us to look back. So so I think, you know, clients getting into, when they get into a tax plan and a strategy plan, it's really about a multi-year plan. You know, and my best advice is, is don't just look at it in, in a bubble. Don't just look at this year and then maybe what's next year. Tell me what's coming in the, anticipated for the next three or four. I mean, um, the Tax Foundation and a lot of other centers for tax have done a lot of studies about how much money has gone out of the government, right, and and how we're going to get that back. So the chances of tax rates going down, regardless who's in office, are, are fairly slim, if not zero. I never say zero because weird things have happened. But so tax rates are going up, right? So, you know, if you're talking to someone who in five years from now wants to sell their business to their son or their daughter, you know, what's the right year for that? Do they know that rates are likely to go up? And so, you know, I, I can't impress upon enough about, Working with someone who understands your business, they can take care of the now. They can get you structured correctly. Make sure you're using all the opportunities. We just had this Inflation Reduction Act that came out that has all these supersized credits, whether it's electric or solar, you know, geothermal or wind. And so, all these businesses have a different look, right? Um, you know, in some places you can get a free electrical charging station put in if you're in a rural area because you know Wisconsin has 78 billion dollars to spend or million dollars to spend on that. So. It's just all these little situations where you want the person you're working with to know who you are, to know your space. And then you and your company, along with your provider, need to get strategic. You need to talk about five years from now and what you want to be and where you're going. Because other than that, to your point, Matt, you're going to get punched in the face and there's not a lot we can do about it
0: anymore. We can't go backwards. Right. Right. Uh, that's a great, great response. Okay. Chase, let's uh, turn the corner here a little bit and we're going to kind of dive into, as we always do, our last set of questions, which is our fastest break set. So I'm going to throw some of these rapid fire questions at you. We're just looking for your sort of first answer off the top and we'll move on to the next one. Does that sound okay? Yeah, sounds good. All right, perfect. Okay, Chase, favorite book that you've read in the last 12 months? Our firm does a good job of giving us some,
1: um, you know, advised reading. And one of them was Be Fearless by Gene Case. Um, And so I thought that was a really good read, Uh, just about being bold and inspirational in leadership.
0: Awesome. Love it. Uh, Complete the sentence. For you, leadership is? I think leadership
1: is personal for me. I I think that, you know, if you're not living and breathing what your emails say and what your motto says, uh, you know, it just really doesn't work. So you got to be with your clients with your staff with your team and and showing them every day you know in a personal fashion that um you know your leadership is 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 true
0: i love that the most impactful coaching advice that you've ever received
1: honestly man it was to get a coach <laughs> you know to
0: get <laughs> a professional coach and
1: it, yeah. it it really was super helpful um and and to work with someone who could kind of emotionally and intellectually get you moved from you know, maybe call it stubbornness.
0: Yeah. I know. I I love that. Um, Your favorite podcast that you'd recommend?
1: No, none of our listeners are going to want that. Mine are all kind of technical tax driven. So
0: I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, if anybody's looking for a, a quick way to fall asleep at night, they can uh, hit you up from after the podcast. So, yeah. okay. Um You can't live without it app on your phone, Chase. Uh, today I would say it's
1: probably Twitter. My Twitter's, Twitter is pretty dialed in to my dislikes and likes. So, you know, I use that for a lot of my news feeds. Love it. Uh, last thing you
0: did that truly scared you?
1: Well, personally, certainly I have young drivers in the house, so that happens on the daily. <laughs> um, but, uh, professionally I'd say it was a couple of years ago I was leaving, uh, leading the firm's kind of initiative on opportunity zones. And I went to Philadelphia where I had to give uh, a speech on kind of an unknown tax code to tax lawyers, university professors, some lobbyists—not um, not not my comfort zone—went um, fantastic and really happy that I kind of went
0: beyond my uh, boundaries there. Awesome, Chase. I'm just glad you didn't say filing Matt Cranny's tax return. <laughs> okay, uh, if if you had to give a TED talk, what would be its title?
1: Yeah, I think don't get comfortable. Um, you know, don't. Don't ever stop worrying, you know, worry about your clients and your staff every night and day, you know, to a healthy extent, but um, there's always something that we're missing and something that we have to change. And so just don't get comfortable.
0: I love it. Okay. Chase, before we close uh, with our thanks to you, if, if we have people in our audience, like we said, who've listened today and love to connect with Baker Tilly, can you share with them where they can find out more about Baker Tilly and maybe the best way to get connected?
1: Yeah, I think just going to our website, com is a great starting point. You know, you can find out more about us. And it's really about the right connection, right, and the right industry. Um, and certainly you can kind of see some of the the industry groups and directions that we're going. So it's, a, it's got some great information about us as a firm. Um, and then inside of that, with a with contact us, of course, you can kind of pick out specific people or just have a general question, and they'll find the right person to come to you.
0: Awesome. Okay, so... If you're in need, go ahead and check out bakertilly.com. Chase, thank you so much for being willing to be with us today, making the time for sharing your, your wisdom and insights with our audience. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. This has been Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate, where we talk with high impact business leaders and share strategies that you can use to grow and protect your business. And remember, Don't settle for an insurance and benefits agent who only plays defense. You need an advisor, a partner, a friend who helps you play offense too. That's us. Like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe. You'll find bonus content and more episodes at m3ins.com slash m3elevate and anywhere where you find your podcasts. And if you're a business owner or leader with insights to share, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. We might even love to have you on the show. This is Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and we'll see you next time.